The following is a Pod Beard production. From the deepest bowels of your imagination. Actually, he's from Canada there, bud. From the famed Hotter Show Studios, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are rolling out of you here today in episode 186 of The Hotter Show. Hi, we were absolutely fantastic. Thanks so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. I've got a very interesting episode for you here today, guys. Is it was kind of a an impromptu episode of the Harder Show, very very last minute uh, with my good friend Mr. Casador Jones, my co-host on Two Guys in a Game. Um, basically, what happened is uh, we were starting to record a Two Guys in a Game, and a question someone asked us led into. Um, Kaz dropping a pretty big bomb about the fact that he is a regular sufferer of sleep paralysis. And I was like, yo, that's terrifying. And we kind of started going into it. And I was like, okay, stop. Like, you know, we need to talk about this on the Hotter Show for kind of a Halloween type thing. So you're going to hear all about what it's like to have sleep paralysis as he kind of explains it and talks about kind of ways that he helps to get over it. And he has a few methods and also about dreams. And I talk about the fact that, you know, I have some pretty messed up dreams sometimes. Not so much as I used to, but uh, it's definitely a very overall, I think, a creepy episode of the show. And it kind of fits on the old Halloween um, time of year here since I was, you know, I usually do, do ghost stories or, you know, in the past I've done, of course, the ghosts of gigs music and stuff. And I, I wanted to do something kind of different this year for Halloween. So I had this for you here. And uh, I might try and get something else out before Halloween, but uh, my next episode is going to fall actually after Halloween. So I don't really know if I'm going to get something else out, but uh, I figured this was kind of an appropriate, you know, thing to do for the Halloween as it is. uh, It's real, you know, (laughs) so that's the creepiest of all. But um, either way, I hope you guys hit that subscribe button and I seriously appreciate you listening to today's episode of the show. If you're a new listener, uh, welcome to the show. I hope that you enjoy this episode and uh, be sure to check out all the past 185 episodes of the show. Um, I've been trying to plug a lot lately the fact that I do have all 185 episodes of this podcast up for free on my archives on SoundCloud because I've been noticing lately a lot of podcasts that I enjoy um, have been putting their archived podcasts behind a paywall, which I totally understand. You know, a lot of the podcasts I really enjoy are well over like 300, 400, 500 episodes in. So I do understand that. And I mean, really, who's going to really go back and listen, I guess. But uh, um, but I just like to make that point known that I do do that. And uh, we've got some cool stuff as well coming up on the show. Cool interviews coming up. I'm thinking uh, hopefully maybe uh, later this week or next week, I can have another chat with uh, me and being managing partner Joe Loving again for something coming up for me and beard so i'm very excited about that i've also been in contact with a couple musicians as well as uh actually another fellow podcast that i'm very excited to have on the show and i may be on their show as well so got some cool stuff coming up and we have a cool episode for you here today guys so without further ado we're gonna roll into it right now let's get into it so we're we're up hyped because before I press record for this particular episode of the Hotter Show, me and uh, my guest, Mr. Casador Jones. Hello, everyone. We were um, doing an episode of Three Guys in a Game, and we went off on this tangent that was so freaking interesting. I was like, you know what? No, I need Let's to have you on the Hotter Show. Let's stop recording right st- now. Because this is not Two Guys in a Game. 
Oh my god. We're in two guys in a game. Yeah, we right got now. you should have seen us. Like I have yeah. never I was so friggin' like TJ was just looking at me like, where is this coming from? I had He's no like, idea how the hell? This. He's like, I didn't know you do you do this about you. I didn't and then we just got to about the 13 minute mark and TJ said, okay, like, stop. No. We are making this a full-fledged episode of a podcast. We have to discuss this. So we're literally just like we just finished scrapping two guys in a game yes. episode 44, which we will eventually redo. get out yes, there. It course. will be redoed. And no, you would not get to ever hear the mystery episode. No, I'm just joking. No. I don't know. It's just Anyways. We're gonna literally talk about what what is interesting is because it is you know it's October, oh yeah, Kazatober, Kazatober on two guys in a game, yeah, and we are I'm trying to do you know some couple episodes that are kind of like scary horror based shit. And I told I told you guys on my Twitter we'd have some cool shit going yes. here, so this is actually one of the cool shits, and I think. If, if you're okay with it, I, what we should try to do this whole month is these kind of topics. Mm-hmm. Real life, scary similarities to what could be um, considered like completely insane to some people like, oh my God, like this is terrifying or even like stuff where it's just like, yeah, like like even horrifying experiences and we just kind of pick those topics. We can have, you can do it your hotter show way or we can do it one way or another. This is what, this is what I want like mm-hmm. Kaz Toe to be about. Not like, yeah. you know. Just kind of giving out that creepy vibe, but at the same time, it's a realistic, something interesting that you probably would like to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I'm like, when we started, like we just, you, it just kind of happened naturally and you basically dropped the bomb that like you suffer from sleep paralysis on a regular basis. Yeah. And I didn't know that about you. I was like, holy shit. Like, and it just, you started talking about it and I was like, yo, like stop. We are not doing two guys in a game right now because there's just, it's such an interesting fucking topic because like I'm someone who... I've had a lot of, mainly when I was younger, I had a lot of issues with dreams mm-hmm. and it kind of runs in my family a bit. And yeah. I want to do an episode talking about this because not necessarily dreams are like nightmares. Nightmares, like, dreams, um, just the dreamscape, yeah. like our beliefs, what they could mean. Like dreams are freaking crazy. And this is just such a weird topic for us to talk about, but it, it has a lot of depth. And I think it's it's just, to me, it's always a big, it's a big part of everybody's life. Everybody it dreams. Is, yeah. And like, I know some people who's like, oh, I don't dream. Like, oh, okay, well then you know what? You go be a corporate big wig over and whatever you're going to be. Anyways, yeah, no. So, um, where should we begin then? Well, what I wanted to do was, um, cause I'll, I'll kind of, this is the harder show, but we're, like I said, we're kind of in two guys in a game mode right this now. Is two guys so on a harder be, show. It's just two guys on a harder show. So it's going to be probably a really different episode of the show and I'm, I'm cool. I'm fucking hyped. I just want to talk about it, but I figure we'll start off by talking about the fact that, um, I am a sufferer of sleep apnea. Correct. As most people know. 200 points awarded to Mr. Hodder. Yay. So what that entails basically is my sleeping patterns are pretty fucked up. Yes, they are. And I mean, it's my work schedule and stuff too, but mainly it's because I suffer from sleep apnea. So what I didn't know happened with sleep apnea is not only do you basically, you don't sleep, like you're, I'll sleep when I had my sleep apnea before I was diagnosed, I'd sleep for say six hours. Right. But I wouldn't get six hours of actual sleep because my body would wake itself up because mm-hmm. I was, you know, not fucking breathing. <laughs> so I'd get like, I think it was, um, I woke myself up about 51 times an hour. Wow. So Yikes. out of the 60 minutes, I'd get about nine minutes, minutes 10 minutes of actual sleep. Wow. So you think about that for a second, you're like, that is fucked up Mm -hmm. and what it did do that I didn't know I used to the last 10 years or so in my life there are nights where I'd have these horrible like just I don't know if I'd call them nightmares because they're not like supernatural like freaky stuff it was like 
real life shit that was like over the top next level stuff that like if it happened in my real life I don't even like I don't even know how I would handle it and it was hmm. basically me in my dream handling it wow. but even before that it goes back to and we're going to kind of lead into a bunch of stuff like we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff here yeah but for like, sure with me it started my like freaky dreams and stuff when I was a kid I used to have these horrible nightmares and it was a lot of um I would see death Yes. And I would see, you know, I'd have a, a dream where, you know, I would be with someone, a family member or something. And then I would like witness them dying. And I'd be like, it's interesting. What the hell? I and wonder if every, I wonder if like, I, I know probably at least once in everybody's life, you have that dream where yeah. somebody dies and it's just completely, it's completely awful. And I, I, at one instance for me, I know like, um, well, I was just in grade two at the time. And I'd only had a couple nightmares and I had just, mm. this was just the beginning of my nightmares and they were terrible. And I just remembered the one nightmare I had, like I could not sleep for three days after it. It was, I watched my mother die. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't in a, a great way. Like she was in the hospital, she was on meds, like she couldn't talk, she couldn't move. And I just remember watching her die. And I woke up from that and I couldn't even look at my mom for like a day and it totally fucked me up. I went to school and like my teacher was even like, are you okay? You don't seem yourself. And I was like, no, like I just like literally witnessed my mom die. In my dream, like I cannot, I couldn't cope. It it's took me, really it took up. me a week to get over that, and that was like the I can still remember that nightmare. Like that was the worst nightmare yeah. I've ever had, and I was just like, oh my god, like, yeah. Well, and what's interesting is, like I said earlier, that uh, nightmares and stuff like bad dreams they kind of run in my family. But what I mean by that is my grandfather, who is unfortunately no longer with us, he used to have these these nightmares, and he didn't call them that, and he never said they were ever that bad. But it was really messed up because. He would have these dreams where he would dream of death. And it wasn't necessarily death like he said that he would like, he would wake up and he'd walk out into his kitchen and there'd be a figure standing there in dressed in black. Hmm. And that he would, they would say something to him. Like they'd be like, I'm here for so-and-so or it's time for so-and-so or something. And it was this really... Um, the way he basically explained it. And he never talked to me about this, but he talked to my mom about it because hmm. he just didn't want to freak me out, I guess. But where he, they'd be like, I'm here for so-and-so. And it was this figure that he explained was death, hmm. like as a being. And it wasn't this cloaked figure with a scythe. It was just a person. Yeah. And it was never like freaky, he said. It was just always like, oh, you're here. Just like a presence like, you know, almost. Hello, like he's just there. Yeah. Hi, you know, hello. It's interesting because I, I, it's an interesting interpretation for a shadow figures because yeah. having sleep paralysis, which we'll get into in a little bit, that is one of the main things that happens yeah. with me. Is is uh, there's always a figure. There's uh, like I have to I try and shake myself awake before he appears, but there's always a figure. And most of the time, I get lucky. I'll catch it right when I enter the sleep paralysis where I'm trying to wake up, but I can't. I will I will catch it and I'll be like, no, I do not want to see this figure right now. I do not want to. And mm -hmm. it, yeah, so like I get it. And it's usually just a shadowy figure. It doesn't have a face. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's saying is what was interesting about this particular figure and these dreams he would have <clears throat> is the person, the face, he would be able to explain it to a T. Hmm. Like he would say, you know, he was very pale, black hair that was always well kept. He was a very polite mannered person. But... The, the fucked up part about it was every single time he would say it was always some either someone he knew, an old friend, or a family member. Hmm. 
few days later, that person would pass away. That is crazy. It was like clockwork. And sometimes he would have it like that. Oh, he would have a dream about um, like he would dream of like a graveyard. Ooh. And he would like see someone's name on a headstone and then that person would pass away. And it was so fucking weird. And some people would say like, oh, that's just, you know, he knew they're not doing well. So his mind was telling him to basically preparing himself mm-hmm. for it. But and some of it was sure just that's all it is. But out of the blue, that's just really still weird. Yeah. It kind of adds to the, it adds to the whole paranormal thing where it's just yeah. like, is it, isn't it like me? I'm like getting into that. Like, I don't want to go off topic of the dreamscape but paranormal wise. Like that's the kind of shit that like freaks me out. Like where they're like, when that kind of stuff starts happening to me and I'm having like these really weird dreams where like stuff that is happening in my dreams eventually happens in real life. Yeah. Oh, it happens. Which happens yeah. all the time to me. Mm-hmm. Like there have been so yeah, many here. moments where I've like, my dreams have been felt so real to the point where I'm like, holy shit. And like, I even got to the point where now, like when I have a dream and something happens in the dream, that's very plausible that could happen the next day at work. And then it fucking happens. That's what scares me about that stuff. Like, yeah. what is that? You know, like, is that me predicting the future or is that just like one of my theories, which is completely like out of this world when it comes to dreamscape stuff is when you fall asleep, you're either, you're viewing another version of you through their eyes. Yeah. And that's what the dream is. So like, let's say you go to sleep. Well, while you're asleep, your brain somehow connects to whatever this great energy another is. Another version of yourself. And, and like this like might even set like fire to the multiverse here. Like even say like, hey, you know, this is true. You are viewing somebody else's, you know, and like obviously there's a lot of other disproof like saying like, oh, well, dreams aren't real because this is happening in your dream and this is happening in your dream. At the end of the day, it's a chemical reaction in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, to me, I always feel like I'm watching a story of myself, but in a different timeline or something like that. That's how I kind of try to interpret it. Like I'll have moments where I'm like, oh shit, like I can't believe this person did this and this person did that. And like, that's something that would happen. And then the next day, literally somebody will come up to me and go like, oh yeah, this happened. I'm like, I won't say, oh my God, that was in my dream last night because I'll sound like a complete crazy person, but it will have happened. And they're just little things too, like little things that'll happen. Like, oh, the car broke down. And then the next, and like two days later, my mom will be like, oh yeah, I have to take the car and it's acting up again. I'm like, oh, I just had a dream about that. Like, it's just weird. And that's why I kind of feel like you're watching another timeline that's maybe even like three days ahead of you where even small instances continue to happen mm-hmm. in your universe, but you're getting like a viewership or something. You get to watch something and like every universe is a different you. And I know it's a crazy theory, but that's how I would see it. Like, honestly, like that's how I feel sometimes. Like I'm like, Oh shit. In this universe, this makes sense. Like that this would be happening. Maybe the setting isn't real and maybe, but maybe, you know, my dream isn't mm-hmm. an interpretation well, of no, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. my like, you know, thoughts, maybe it's actually me and I'm, and I'm picking up a, you know, like, so like then that even goes to the point of, what are these, are these other people dreaming and they're seeing through my eyes when they're sleeping? Like, that's creepy. Are they watching me while I do stuff? What's going on? Like, you know, there's just weird stuff. They're watching but, me pee? Like, ugh. Yeah, so that's another thing that I always find weird. Like, there's so much stuff that happens in my mm-hmm. dreams. Like, some of it not plausible at all and it just doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. But then you get that one or two little smidgens of stuff where it's just like, hey, you know, and somebody, like, even like the creepiest thing that's ever happened to me in my dream is Somebody said something to me in my dream. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was one of my friends. They said something to me. And they said, hey, just so you know, when you come over tomorrow, can you please remember to bring this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, sure. So I woke up. And I was like, that was weird. And, I, and the next day, my friend called me. Hey, do you want to hang out today? I was like, yeah, for sure. 
He said, cool. Can you bring over this? I was like, the fuck? I think it was like he wanted me to bring over a controller for like a Nintendo or uh, like the GameCube. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, and I kind of said it to him. I'm like, you know what's weird? Last night I had a dream and you asked me to bring this GameCube controller over. And he just goes, what? He's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, we, we didn't even have plans to hang out today. Yeah. You called me. And that's what's weird about this whole instance. And I, and I was like, whatever. But yeah, that was just one instance where it kind of creeped me out. And so I don't know. Dreams are just fucked up. Well, and when I was younger, and we were we were kind of talking about this before before we started recording, I used to have horrible lucid dreaming, which is like beyond me because I don't understand how lucid dreams can be horrible. Because usually well, lucid dreams are a good thing. Well, and that's the thing is traditionally for those of you who are not familiar, you're like I used to have these like nightmares, but I was never. They were just things that were happening around me, mm-hmm. where I would you know I'd watch someone die or I'd be chased by a demon or some shit and you, you have it's to just eat like a, you're a cheeseburger it. while standing on a ladder yeah, changing like a light bulb horrible shit right <laughs> the, my cheeseburger would be made out of uh, uh, tofu or something like uh, just no! horrible shit you, you start those... lucid dreaming you, ch- you try to change the burger to a regular burger just change it to a block of tofu no the light bulb disappears out of your hand where is it turn around it's in your butt sliding up no <laughs> sorry <laughs> I just had it, find... it wouldn't be two guys in a game on the hottest show with it. without a tangent, no, tangent. With a stupid um, tangent but for those of you who are not familiar what lucid dreaming is is basically it is a dream in which you are essentially in control of yourself yes you, Asse- take, you take control of of yeah your own actions in the dream yeah the reason I say horrible lucid dreamings is because I would have these dreams in which I would act out things I wanted to do or fantasies or when I say fantasies I was a kid so I mean like you know I'm like oh learning I got how to my... read on Ocarina of yeah, Time stuff that like that stuff. you know yeah stuff like that not like sexual because people are like oh I bet you were sexual oh, but like oh, oh. but like I would have I, I when I was a teenager I started having this one recurring dream mm-hmm. and actually Scott Stapp from Creed sang about this on their song called Higher which no one has any idea what that song is actually about it's about lucid dreaming because okay. he had a very similar experience. I used to have this reoccurring dream. I had it for a year, almost at least once a week. Yeah. Because I'm a very vivid dreamer, always have been. And I used to have this dream. I would wake up. Doesn't matter what I was doing, I'd appear in a car driving. And every single one of these dreams, this person, this dude, I can to this day explain exactly what he looked like to a T. If I saw him walking down the street, I'd know who he was. But I don't know this man. Hmm. And this person would do everything in his power to chase me down, to find me, or anything. It doesn't matter what I was doing. I could be in a plane, okay? And this dude would... would be a flight attendant. And he would kill me. No matter what I was doing, this guy would find me or chase me down and kill me. Every single dream. That's terrifying. Didn't matter what it was to the point where I had a dream where I was like, um, I hid in this one dream. I, I, I appeared in my room and I looked at my clock and it was usually about halfway through the dream, I'd die. Hmm. And I looked at my clock and I went, okay, it's 9 a.m. I probably have about three hours before this guy comes and kills me because I knew it was going to happen. Because the one time I was like, he's not going to come to my house and kill me. So I stayed at my house. The next thing you know, I look out my window, a car rolls in the driveway. I don't recognize this car. 
Guy gets out, looks at me through my window, looks up at me. This is my old room. Walks inside my house, kills my entire family. Nice. Comes to me and then just looks at me dead in the eyes and just slits my throat and that's it. I'm done. I'm dead. And I'm like, so anyway, so I was like, I'm going to hide from this guy. I, I'm going to outsmart him. So I, because I, in this, I was always a little older in the dreams too. Which, mm-hmm. So I, I get in my car and I drove to like a fucking store. And because this is a dream, you know, I had all this money and I was like, I'm going to buy like a bomb shelter and I'm going to fucking lock it. <laughs> and like, he's not going to fucking get me. You know what I mean? So I basically hid in this fucking bomb shelter under concrete, all, all this shit, right? Like I was, I was, there's no way. There's no way this guy's going to fucking get me. And I sat there and I sat there and it was like 5 p.m. because I had my, I had a watch and I was like, I fucking did it. I beat him. I did it. And I was like, okay. And then next thing you know, there's a knock at the door at the door of the bomb shelter. It's my mother. I go, oh, okay. And she's like, it's okay, you can come out now. Like he's he's gone. They caught him. Like they caught the man who's like trying to hurt you. And I was like, okay, cool. Open the door, it's the guy. Fucking slits my throat. I'm dead. I'm like, what the hell? It's not like he was just fucking with me. So I was like, okay. <clears throat> I, I, so I started reading up on lucid dreaming and how I can, because I was like, I, basically it was like, you need to conquer whatever it is that's happening somehow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is the one thing I've never tried to do in this whole year? I never tried to stop this guy. I never tried to fight him or anything. I never did anything. Mm-hmm. So next year in my head, I, I, dream, I woke up and I was driving into Bowmanville. And I went, fuck this. And I went to the local uh, shooting range. And I ran inside and I said, I, please, I need help. Someone's trying to hurt me. And this dude was like, okay, here's a, here's a gun. Here's a gun, kid. Take this. Here it's you go, kid. Here's go a alone. rifle. It's, it's, it's loaded. So then I drive home and I stood on my front lawn. And sure enough, right it, it was like one o'clock or two o'clock. Guy pulls in the driveway. This is fucked up, by the way. I'm really like traumatized by yeah. this. It, it is fucked up. This is fucked up. And he gets out of his car. He drove a, uh, you know, the Astro Vans. Yep, Chevy Astro, yep. Yeah, he drove an Astro van. What color was it? Uh, brown. Ew. And uh, he had um, chains on his tires for some reason. It was really dirty. He gets out. He was not too tall, not chubby or anything, a little pudgy. Bald. He had jet black eyebrows and like a jet black goatee. Hmm. Kind of looked like a fat version of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. But like... Taller and fat. Do you ever think this might be repressed Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. Yeah, now I do. (laughs) Now that you say it out loud. Thank you, doctor. (laughs) I'm cured. Thank you, doctor. I think I'll go for a walk. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. (laughs) But um, he just, he had these fucking, and it wasn't like he was like a a demon or anything. He was just a dude. And this guy gets out. And, you know. Trying to kill me. (laughs) And like he, he gets out of his van you know, he always killed me the same way. Slit your throat. Slit my throat. He just walk up to me, just look me right in the eye. He's done. Hmm. And I would literally like feel my throat open. It was fucked. So I stood there and I had this rifle in my hand. It was like a hunting rifle. Mm-hmm. This guy reached in his, he opened up his door, reached in, pulled out his big knife he had, slammed the door shut, cracked his neck and started walking over to me. I literally said, Stop. And he stopped. 
And I was like, if you take one more step, I'm going to shoot you. And he laughed and he said, do it. And I will never forget this person's fucking voice because, again, it wasn't scary. It wasn't freaky. Yeah. He just sounded like a regular dude. Just do your worst, man. Do whatever you're going to do. He starts walking towards me and I, I fired off a shot at his feet. And I said, I'm not joking. I will shoot you. And I, you know, cocked the gun back. And he started laughing. And again, his laugh wasn't freaky or anything. It was just, <laughs> okay, man. All right. Starts walking towards me. I point the gun up right at his chest. And I shoot him in the chest. Staggers back. Falls to the ground. Starts freaking out. Why did you shoot me? Why did you shoot me? Why would you do this? Like, and he's like freaking out, dying. And I was like, fuck you. You brought this on yourself. Like you... And he's like, I was trying to help you. I was like, what the fuck? And this is where it gets really fucking weird. Uh Then I get my my throat slit and I die. And I go, what the fuck? That's when I realized he wasn't killing me. This entire time I thought he was killing me. There was someone else killing me. What? Behind me. What a twist. What a twist. How do you think I felt? Jesus so then, Christ. The last time I had this dream, exact same scenario. So for this time when the guy showed up, he got out of his van and everything, grabbed his knife, and I said, help me. He said, I know. And then I turned around, and there was another fucking dude there holding a fucking machete, and he looked a little more freaky, and I was like, okay. So I shot him. He died. And that was pretty much it. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay, but next time you tell that story, just end it with, but my throat got slit. And then I figured it out. He wasn't the one killing me this whole time. There was someone else. Well, I mean, I had to at least end how the whole thing ended off. But so basically, I, I was so confused. And the guy was, the, after I shot him, the guy, was the, the guy who I thought was the one killing me this entire time was like, he was like, oh, it's over. Thank God it's over. And he put his knife back in his truck and he came over and he took the gun from me. And he was like, all right, and got his jams over away. I was like, what the fuck? It's messed up. So fuck, no context. So then, you know, as I'm watching this guy die on my front lawn, you know, I said to him, I'm like, who are you? He didn't say anything. He just looked at me. These eyes that I will never fucking forget. And I was just like, who are you? Nothing. And he dies. And I'm like, great. And that wow. was it. I never had this dream again. That's crazy. Because whatever it was, I, I conquered whatever conquered it was. You conquered your fear. You so, conquered bad fur day. Yes. So what I, through research and that, what I figured out was I had this fear to a to a, it's a really weird thing to explain, but basically, I would be afraid of. I would not. Okay, let me let me rephrase that. I would not be afraid enough of the unknown. Like when I was a kid or when I was younger, I'd be scared of stupid stuff right in front of me. Hmm. Like I'd be like, oh, like I was never worried about the future. I was never worried about stuff I couldn't control or stuff I couldn't see. But I'd be worried about really stupid shit. Right. Like stupid stuff would make you really anxious. Yeah. Because I was a kid. And it wasn't until that that I realized, okay, like there's other shit I should be afraid of. So this whole time I was focusing on this dude Mm -hmm. who even the times where he would like jump on me and like literally tackle me to the ground. 
He was trying to protect me. And then I would, my throat would be slit, but I would see him. And I thought he was doing it this whole time. It's weird. And it was such a, so that, like the times where I'm like, okay. Like the time he walked in my room and literally held up a knife and did this. And then my throat got slit. I guess he was trying to kill the person behind me. Or he Why did he could. kill your whole family, though? That's I, that question. I don't fucking know. That's that, weird. I don't understand. Or maybe he wasn't. He didn't kill your whole family. Well, that's why. Because all I all I know that happened was they were dead. So yeah. So it could have been the assailant that's killing you. That's so weird, dude. That's the weirdest dream ever. <laughs> and all I figured through some. And you know what? Even that, if you were making that up, that was an amazing story. And I'm not saying you're making it up. Yeah. But even if people were like, "Oh, he's just fucking faking it." That was a great story. Like, even yeah. that kept me enthralled the whole time. And, like, I'm just, like, now I'm just thinking, like, holy fuck. Like, that just makes, like, all my dreams Basically, seem like at, shit. at the end of the day... You got to have a cool horror dream adventure. You're like, it wasn't... And the most fucked up thing, dude, is that's not even the most intense you ever had. Oh, I never said it was. I'm just but saying like, that's a that's fucked like up dream Like, that's, like, lucid dream. That was fucked. But, like, I am... Um, lucidly dreamt. Yeah. But, so, I had this experience with lucid dreaming. And then after that, pretty much since then, aside from... When, which I will talk about um, probably near the end of the podcast because I want to ask you now about your experiences with sleep paralysis and how that kind of started with you because that's something that freaks me the fuck out. But before I do do that, I want to take a second to talk about my good buddy, Mr. Jason Reese from Jaybridge's Alerts. All right, guys, let's say hypothetically here for a second that you have a business, you're in a band, you're a podcaster like me, you have a YouTube show, and you need some awesome new merch, business cards, logos, even maybe some t-shirts done up. Well, you need to look no further than my man, Mr. Jason Reese over at Jaybird Digital Arts. Starting right now on this podcast today, Jason is offering a special 10% off discount just for listeners of The Harder Show when you mention The Harder Show upon contacting him. But what exactly does he do? Well, Jason does t-shirts, posters, album design, tickets, photo manipulation, you guys still with me? Advertising, business stationery, mailers, brochures, fine art. <gasps> And anything else you can imagine, Jaybird Digital Arts can create it. Jason has done all of the t-shirts, logos, banners, and all social media stuff for both the Harder Show and for Harder Guitar Services, so I can promise that you will love and be inspired by what Jason comes up with. You can contact him on the web at www.jaybird, that's J-A-Y-B-I-R-D, digitalarts.com. Or you can search for him on Facebook and Instagram under the Jaybird Digital Arts handle. Search hashtag Jaybird Digital Arts for a look at all of his awesome and unique work. How did that whole thing start with you with sleep paralysis? Like, when did you kind of start experiencing that? Well, like, I think I've had it before as a kid, but I've never really, it's never really stuck with me. Yeah. Um, but it was probably about, I want to say at least sometime last year. Um, I just remember the first time I had had it happen to me was I thought I had woken up and I think I might've mentioned this earlier on, uh, but I thought I'd woken up and what had happened is I felt like it's almost like this weird staticky feeling. It's hard well, like, to explain. You, like the way it was explained to me before. Yeah. And I want to see if this is true. Someone who I know who also suffers some sleep paralysis. Okay. At least they used to, they got out of it. Um, the way they explained it to me was they're like, you know how your foot feels when it's asleep? Yeah. How it's like pins and needles and you can move it, but you can't feel that it's there. He's like, it's basically like that, but you can't move it. It's almost, yeah. Like you, you know what's there, but you can't move. This is what it is from my experience. Every time, it is, that is a good way of explaining it. And I guess to put it in even more perspective, it's like, imagine you're lying on your bed, okay? Okay. And you're lying, and, and I never sleep on my back. But that is how you feel when you're in your sleep paralysis. And every time it happens to me, I think I'm awake. 
hands down. And my mind has gotten better and better at tricking me into thinking I'm awake. So when I go to sleep, it must capture the last image of my room or something. My brain must do something about that. Or it captures that image of my room when I'm going to sleep and the most used image of me mm-hmm. fall, right before I fall asleep or when I wake up. And then it tricks you. So I have no idea what's, how it works. I probably should research it a little bit more. But I just, I know that I've had it and I've just lived with it. Like I haven't really dealt with it. But I feel almost like, do you know how sometimes you kind of like, if you're like, some people say your eyes were open when you were sleeping. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it's just because your, your eyelids aren't fully closed. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like a side of that where your eyes kind of sort of open. Right. Okay. And so your brain starts to perceive that room the way it last saw it almost. So that's kind of how it feels to me. So like I am awake, but I'm not awake. Like I'm still stuck in a sleep state, right? So my body still isn't moving. So it is very much where your whole body is numb. You cannot move your body, but your eyes can still move. Your eyes are free to do whatever they want. They are looking around the room. It's like being stuck. It almost like to describe it, it'd be like being stuck in your body with no motor functions, except you can move your eyes. Okay. So you can't even speak. Like it's terrifying. So the first time this ever happened to me, I just remember it like that I can remember last year when I first started happening on a constant daily basis was I had wake I had woken up or what I felt I had woken up and I could see the sun. It was starting to shine through my room and all of a sudden I couldn't move and it just felt weird and I tried to move and I, ro- I, I like I almost rolled my eyes back into my head and I could see the headboard of my bed. And then I, I rolled them back, like, and, I, and then I looked down, and I could see my blanket, and I looked to my left, and where I'd left my laptop, because I would have my laptop on my bed, and I would watch TV shows yeah, as I'm falling asleep, and then my laptop something. would shut off halfway through the night, whatever, I'd be asleep. Well, that happened, and I thought it was just normal, but I could not move, and I was starting to freak out, and I could feel my chest, like I was breathing, I was like, okay. What's going on here? Like, I was just like starting to hyperventilate. Like, I could not move and I was freaking out. I was like, this is scary. Like, oh my God, I can't do anything. And I looked in the screen of my laptop and this is where it just went to hell for me. Like, I was terrified out of my fucking mind because I thought this was real. Like, somebody had paralyzed me, poisoned me, and now I'm being murdered, like, in my room. And I'm looking in my laptop screen and my laptop screen is blank, but the light is reflecting and I can see behind me. And behind me, literally, there's this shadow figure sitting in the corner of my room and I just can hear this laughter, like this dark laughter. And I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. And like, he, and I'm looking at him and you can't, there's no facial expressions or anything. He's just this like black figure just sitting in my room, just this laughter. And I'm thinking in my head at this point, I'm like, holy crap, like I'm dead. Like he's going to just kill me here. And like, what's going on? And I finally shook myself awake. And like, I just remember like actually shaking myself awake. Like my legs were like flailing and I like, I just hopped out of bed and I was like, Holy shit, like that was not fun. And that happened a couple other times in that room. And then I moved out of that room. And then my room I'm currently in right now, um, it happens pretty much on like, I'll have it at least two or three times a week, if not throughout the full week, but it's pretty quick. Like it's not like as bad as it was the first time. Even the second time I had it, same thing. I couldn't move. The sunlight was shining in. Um, Actually, no, sorry. The second time I had it was pitch black. And that was even worse. When you have sleep paralysis and it's pitch black, that is the worst because you don't know what the fuck's going on. And what made that even worse is I could hear the laughter again, but I could not see where this guy Jesus was. Christ. And it was just terrifying. And I could hear the laughter and he was just like, like he was just laughing. And I was like, what the heck? And yeah, and there was another time too where I had, a, there was a reflection of a picture in my room 
and it was a doctor almost like it was like a doctor guy and you could see his glasses but you couldn't see his eyes and i was like what the fuck and that that just jolted me awake when i saw that um and yeah and so now in my current room where i have it the most i'm actually used to it enough to a point where it's like when i get it i just shake myself awake i know mm-hmm. like i can tell right away i'm like okay nope not doing this today like wake up before something happens because what was originally happening was every time it started to happen, my mind would start racing, my heart would start racing, and I would start like almost, I it feel like you couldn't breathe almost. Um, and yeah, and I would always start looking around the room for this figure. But of course, by looking for it, I'm going to create that mentally. So he's going to appear or it's going to appear one way or another, whatever my mind decides to throw at me. And usually it was just a guy sitting in the shadows laughing. And I don't know where that fucking comes from. Like, it makes no sense to me. It's a common thing for sleep paralysis to have like a demon or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes with sleep paralysis, another thing that fucks you up is if you fall asleep and you try and go into a sleep state, you can kick yourself right into sleep paralysis if you're having issues falling asleep. Mm -hmm. So I've done it where I've woken up from sleep paralysis and be like, shit, I'm so terrified. So I'll go like, I'll turn on the light for a second, take a breather, put a TV show on, go back to sleep. But as I put that TV show on, I start to go into a sleep state and then I'll snap into sleep paralysis. And so it'll trick, my mind tricks me again. And it makes me think, oh, hey, it's okay. You're just kind of dozing off here. You're still watching your TV show. But it is not the TV show I'm watching. It fucking takes that TV show. Like, let's say I'm watching Family Guy. It misinterprets that show 100%, changes it into something it's not. And the second that I know that I'm not watching Family Guy, that fucking thing appears. And I know I'm not, I'm, I'm in my sleep paralysis state again. And so I will, create, I will create my demon. Like the one time I had it where I was listening to the theme song of Family Guy. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden the images didn't start to match up and it wasn't making sense to me what was going on. Like I was like, what the heck? And I could hear Peter and Lois talking almost like having a conversation, but it wasn't them. It was like some other characters. And I started going, whoa, 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 hold on, what the fuck? And then that's when I realized I wasn't moving. And I was like, okay, hold on. I'm like, I can't move. And I turned to my left and my closet door kind of just slowly opens, which I sleep right beside my closet door. And this is the worst instance I've had. So my closet door kind of opens and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I look back over and my computer screen's off at this point, which I'm like, what the fuck? Why is that off? Like that's never happened to me before. I've never had this happen. And like, and I don't know, like it could have been part dreamscape, part sleep paralysis but it was definitely sleep paralysis at this point because i knew like i was terrified like i was in my room i'm in lying down position i cannot move if i cannot move like in a dream you can move could not move and i look over and all of a sudden there's just this light like night light almost and a crib in the corner of my room for no fucking reason whatsoever (laughs) yeah this is the most terrifying one i've had and so my eyes wander there and then they wander back over this closet door and just as they wander back over my mind did it to me again and this little girl just pops out, literally jump scare pop. Like imagine like a pop-up book. Like you open a pop-up book, like little girl, I can describe her face to a T. Her eyes were just black, not like creepy black, just like black. Like her, she didn't have any colors to her eyes. It was just literally like white eyes, pupils. She had like a little pink bow in her hair. Just like the most terrifying thing you ever see. Popped up. I literally have never sat up so fast in my bed. I like, I sat right up. Like I just shot right over my bed. Like I broke through that paralysis right then and there. I was like, holy shit. And I've had, and I've had instances where like, you know, like you're sleeping and it's almost like you can feel that figure coming onto you. And mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point now with it where I'll know, like I had it the other night even where like, I was just like, I could feel it. And I was like, oh yeah. And I was kind of just lying there and I just had to like, I just shook myself awake and it, you just kind of, you get used to it sometimes. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I got kind of used to it where now I just shake myself awake and I kind of just know when I'm there, I'm like, okay, 
the second I start to feel it come on and I can't move, I'm like, I got to get out of here before that figure appears or whatever I'm going to create. Like, I know I'm going to create something. It's going to come. It's going to scare the shit out of me. And I'm just like, I don't even know why I would let that happen. Let's just get out of here. Like, forget it. Like, I'm not staying in this state and I'll just shake myself out of it. But yeah, it's a very terrifying experience. The first couple of times it happens to you, you don't know it's happening until it happens. And then once you wake up, you're just kind of like, holy shit, like that was too much for me. But yeah, it's really terrifying. Well, and what's interesting is, um, I, I, just for shits and giggles, I decided to look up on WebMD sleep paralysis. Yeah. Just for kind of shits and giggles. Um, something, there's a couple things I, w- I wanted to touch on from this. Um, is sleep paralysis a symptom of a serious problem? And sleep researchers conclude that in most cases, sleep paralysis is simply a sign that your body is not moving smoothly through stages of sleep. Rarely is sleep paralysis linked to a deep underlying psychiatric problem. So it's not that there's anything wrong with anyone. Yeah. It's just something that you know, happens. It's a um, natural occurrence. Basically, for those of you that, as described on WebMD, sleep paralysis is the feeling of being conscious but unable to move. It occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep. During these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds up to a few minutes. Some people may feel pressure or a sense of choking. Sleep paralysis may accompany other sleep disorders such as narcolepsy. Narcolepsy is an overwhelming need to sleep caused by a problem with the brain's ability to regulate sleep. And basically, when does sleep paralysis usually occur? Sleep paralysis usually occurs one of two ways. Either it occurs when you're falling asleep, um, or it also happens when you're waking up. So basically, you are someone who is having issues, your body and your mind are having issues going between those, you know the stages of being awake and being asleep. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, you might have REM, which is rapid eye movement too. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, there's certain things that causes that, which is, yeah, understandable. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like, that's how I described it too. That's interesting. Cause I've never really looked anything mm-hmm. up on this. I just know what it is. Like you can just tell. And that the, the like even the pressure thing, that's a big one. Yeah. Like that pressure you feel like you, it feels like somebody's sitting on you and you cannot move. That is yeah. a pretty good, like well, I would have never been able and, to describe it And the it thing like is, it, well, it never can hurt you. The only no. time there's been, I think maybe three or four cases of people dying from sleep paralysis and they were people who already had underlying heart conditions. Yeah. Because they basically they had a heart attack. Yeah. Because they were like, oh my God, someone's killing me. Yeah. And they had a heart attack. But um, something that says who develops sleep paralysis, this is interesting. Up to as many as four out of every 10 people may have sleep paralysis. So it's a lot more common than people think it is. Mm-hmm. This common condition is often first noticed in the teen years, but both men and women can have it at any age. Sleep paralysis may also run in families. Then other factors include lack of sleep, sleep schedule changes, mental conditions such as stress or bipolar disorder, sleeping on the back. Mm-hmm. So I, does this usually happen when you sleep on your back? It's usually, like, I don't sleep on my back. So I wake up in a sleep paralysis state on my back, though. That's how it usually have so that's so i bet you in your sleep you probably turn on your back and, and then, then i try and wake up and yeah yeah well you know it's interesting too is my schedule is all over the fucking place too my sleep schedule is the worst like my schedule is terrible obviously you know you i'm speaking to you who has the worst schedule ah uh, yes sir so we both have <laughs> terrible schedules that are not consistent well i mean to a point where our sleep schedules aren't consistent on a weekly basis they're changing every week and i think that's a big issue as well that would explain a lot into that some things that um 
As far as what can I do about sleep paralysis, it says there's no need to fear nighttime demons or alien abductors, which is another really common one. Mm. A lot of people who think they've they're been being abducted, abducted that by actually aliens makes sense. sleep paralysis. Yeah, see, I would, I've never had that before. I've never had any alien abduction. And trust me, like I'm like I'm on I'm on a pretty big, I'm a pretty big believer in like yeah. other life out there. And I've had my issues with falling asleep when I was younger to like being a fear of abduction, but I've never mm-hmm. had sleep paralysis where I think I'm being abducted. The only time I'm having sleep paralysis is I will create, like I said, I just created this character and I know I'm the one who's creating it because this it's the second I start looking demon. for it. Second I start looking for it, it appears. So if I don't look for it, I just say, nope, not looking for it. Wake up. And I kind of just push myself through the sleep mm-hmm. paralysis. Cause it's different for everyone. It can either last for a few seconds or it can last for a few minutes. Yeah. And if you know that you're in your state, like, I don't know, but personally, I know when I'm going into that state, like I'll wake, I'll kind of wake up and be like, well, hold on. No, 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 this isn't right. And I'll just kind of start like, I'll try shaking my head. And I know like, even though you can't move in that state, if you start trying to, your brain will eventually start moving your body limbs. And you're like, it's, it's a weird concept. Like once you get used to it, and like, I don't know if you can ever really get used to sleep paralysis, but once you're familiar with when you're in your, your paralysis state, for me, all it takes is me just like imagining myself shaking awake and eventually I just shake my, my head awake and I know I'm up and I sit up and I'm like, okay, I'm awake. That's the other creepy thing is sometimes you don't know, like when it first starts happening, you don't know when you're awake or not. It takes your brain a moment to figure it out. And it's, that's another creepy thing too. That's so fucked up. It's, it's like when you're in that state, like if you just close your eyes. You can't. You literally cannot close your eyes. Your eyes are already closed. So how are you going to close your eyes? You have to think about it like that. You're still sleeping, but you're awake. It's the worst feeling in the world. Like I can't close my eyes. My eyes are closed. This is me dreaming essentially, but not dreaming at the same time. So that's why I'm in that state. You can't tell yourself to close your eyes. No, it's not even that. It's you want to wake up. So you've got to tell your body to wake up. If you try and say, go back to sleep, it's not going to work. The way I see it is like I I was trying to explain earlier is I think that the mind captures the last image it saw of that area you fall asleep in. And now it's trying. And as your eyes are starting to open and you get locked into that state, the way I see it is it's taking that image and your last image, putting them together and kind of going, hey, you're awake, but you're not awake. And it's trying to trick you. So your eyes aren't really fully open yet. And your mind's trying to process the room that you were last in to say, you're kind of waking up. So the last thing you saw was this room. Let's get your mind prepared because you're where you fell asleep. You're going to wake up your mind. I think it's something to do with that. And that's why you kind of wake up in the room, or at least that's how I would describe it. You wake up in your room and you think you're in your room, but you can't move. And it's your mind going, well, this is the last image. This is where you were supposed to wake up. So I don't know, unless you got kidnapped in your sleep or something. I don't tell you, man. Here you go. But yeah, and then, yeah. And it's just like, you can't say, you can't just close your eyes um, because your eyes, I feel like are they're already closed. Like when I wake up from sleep paralysis, I have to open my eyes again. Like my eyes open again. It's not like, of course. So I think that's why you can't close your eyes. You are in a dream state still, but you're almost, you're in like a half, like it said there, you're starting to wake up. You're so in that stage of You got stuck in between both of them. You're in the middle of these stages and that's why your mind can still perceive shitty things to happen to you in your own room. But your your mind is also trying to prepare you for like, hey, here you go. Time to wake up. Let's open your eyes. You're in the same place. Surprise. Like, you know, so. Tiny red. Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I just need to hire somebody to move me out of that room and put me in a different room without me waking up. And if they can successfully do that every night, my sleep paralysis won't work anymore. Maybe. Maybe, I don't I'll know. Do I'll just go to your house and cradle you in my arms and carry you out of the... And then I'll just like be like, oh! and you'll be like, what? I'm like, I just had sleep paralysis, but there was a guy carrying me. Okay, I'll look up right. at you. Oh, shit. Am I still in sleep paralysis? Pulls out a knife, stabs hotter. Oh, I'm real, Kaz. No, no, see, I just cradle you in my arms. I'm like, it's okay, Kaz, I had yeah. you. 
Oh. It's okay, guys. It's all good. That's fucked though, dude. I, just, I didn't know that about you until like literally like 40 minutes ago. Why do you think I hate my life? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, that's, that explains a lot about your sleep patterns though. Because like you'd be like, oh my God, did you sleep last night? You'd be like, no. And I'd be like, why not? Oh, fucking no. I don't know. I'm trying to get excited about it. Trying to get excited about, about it. it. But what's... So like that, that's fuck. That's interesting. And I'm glad we were able to talk about that because that's fucking crazy. I hope I never have to. I think I have dealt with it before in my life. You probably have had it once or twice. I have, but like it's just like... It, it doesn't happen to you reoccurring, yeah. though. It's not happening to me every night. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is when I, um, I... I was speaking earlier about my sleep apnea and that and how I wanted to talk about my dreams when I had sleep apnea. When I knew I had sleep apnea compared to now I have it and I have my mask and everything. And what's fucking weird about it is the last probably, I'd say, year or two... Um, before I was diagnosed with sleep apnea, like the last couple of years before, like this year, I would have these horrible, horrible nightmares and dreams where, you know, I would wake up and, you know, Sarah would be sitting on the edge of the bed crying. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And it'd be like real. Like, it'd be like, oh, really? And I would like jump up and it'd be like a lucid dream. And I'd go to him like, what's wrong? Like, what's it's wrong? terrifying. And she'd be like, like, what do you mean what's wrong? Like, you know what's wrong. And I'm like, no, like, what's going on? And I go through this entire day. She'd be like, just, like, go get ready. Like, and it'd be, she'd be so upset. And I'm like, what the? And I would go through the day and she'd be like, I'd like get dressed. And she'd be like, you're seriously wearing that? Like, go, like, come on, like, go get ready for the funeral. And I'd be like, wait, what? So I get ready for a funeral. And like, she'd drive and we'd be going and. And she'd be like, you're being so strong for everyone. And like, what the fuck? And I'd go and I'd show up at like my mother's funeral or like my dad's funeral or like. Or my funeral. Yeah. Or dun, like. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Kaz is dead. And like, I, I like the one where like literally we walked in and like we were the only ones in there. And then like my family was there. Everyone's bawling their eyes out and crying. And it's like really emotional. And I was like comforting everyone and. And they're all like, you're being so strong, like, blah, blah, And I'd be like, and then it wasn't until like a, a couple minutes go by and I go, wait, where's my mom? Why isn't she here? Because I kept thinking, after my grandpa passed away earlier this year, mm -hmm. I kept thinking it was his funeral because it looked the exact same. Oh, okay. And I kept going, wait, where's my mom? And then that would cause someone to start like screaming, crying. And I'd be like, and it was, it was my dad who was like, what do you mean? Where's your mom? And he would just kind of like look at me and then he'd turn around and look at the casket and it'd be closed. And I'd walk over and open it and I would literally like, just like, my world would like fall apart. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, and I would Yikes. lose it. And then I'd usually wake up then and I was like, what the fuck? And I kept having dreams like that. I had dreams where like the one that I woke up and Sam was asleep. I'm like, whatever. I'd go out in the kitchen and make some breakfast or whatever. And well, an hour or two goes by, and I'm like, well, she's usually up, so I go wake her up. And she's dead. Like, just dead. That's terrible. And Why like, is everybody dying in your dreams? And she'd be, like, dead for a couple hours. Mm. Like, if I checked her when I woke up, she might have been okay. But, like, and then, like, you know, I call 911, I try and revive her, and, like, she's dead. And the ambulance comes, and they're like, she's been dead for two hours. Like, how long I didn't check on her, she'd be dead for. Hmm. Like, they'd be like, she was probably still alive when you were awake, but, like, if you checked on her, she would have been okay. Wow, you, know you are I mean? a sick, like, your mind is a sick and twisted place. You know what my, you know, 
Speaking on that topic too for dreams. So one of my reoccurring things that happens in my dreams is because I'm a hopeless romantic, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't already know that, um, is I'll fall in love in my dreams with some random woman. Nobody I know. Like there's nobody. I don't even see their face. I just hear their voice and I just know who they are. Like they don't have a face. They're just a body almost. And like they're kind of a mannequin and like they have... The weirdest one is I've had is... It's almost like in animes where the shadow covers their mm-hmm. eyes and stuff. And that's happened. Where they, But I'll know it's them. And so I'll fall in love with this person in my dream. We're in love and blah, blah, blah. And like we've been in love for like the longest amount of time. And then I'll go to do something and I'll come back. And then it'll just be like, oh, where's this person? And they'll be like, that person never existed. And I'll be like, what do you mean? They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like that person never existed. And I'm just okay with that. I'm literally just like, oh, okay. And they're like, well, do you want to come with me now? And we're going to go do this next thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so we'll literally, I'll follow this next person and we'll go do that. And then usually the dream is the same every time. It starts off with me. I go in, this person that I've been in love with for like however many years, who's my partner. We're having a great time. We're doing something. It's fun, whatever. Like, you know, we're at a club or like, I never go to clubs, but we're either at a club or, you know, we're doing, we're watching a movie or You're something. Doing something. We're doing something. It's, yeah. And then I'll, I'll leave and I'll come back and there's always something else to do. It's always the same thing. And that's for some reason, this is going to sound so repressed childhood memory stuff. Like a therapist is going to listen to this and be like, oh, that's repressed memory shit. This person always brings me back to my old church from when I was a kid. And for those of you who don't know, I'm like, my parents were hardcore Mormon. Most of my family still is hardcore Mormon family. So this is a church in Bowmanville. You probably pass it. It's across the street from the Rickard, Garnet B. Rickard complex and the fire department. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. church. I know the church. So I always end up going, they always bring me back to this church. And actually the past four nights I've been sleeping, I've gone back to this church for some reason. And every time I go in there, it's always something weird. There's always a weird event going on. There's something, everybody I know is there. Like everybody, it's not just like people from the church, like everybody I know, like you'd be there. I'm there. Like other people. And the, and it's it's just always this extravaganza. Like there's one thing after the next. Like one thing it was just like, oh, you're moving in here. Here's your room. And I was like, I walk into a room and I'm like, what the fuck? No, I don't want to live in this church. And they'd be like, it's not the church anymore. Now it's a college. And we go out and it literally become a college. It's just a college. It looks exactly the same, but there's teachers everywhere. There's people I know from my like college days and and then, yeah, and then I'll go into somebody's room and I'll be like, oh, hey, and I'll start talking to them and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll come by later tonight and you can sleep over tonight. And I'll look at the person and I'll be like, where did you come from? You weren't the person I was talking to five minutes ago. Like, that's how messed up most of my dreams Your are. Your brain goes on a tangent. Yeah. That's like, it. That's pretty much what happens. Like, that is where my dreams just get to the point where they're completely fucked up. And that's why nobody likes listening to people talk about dreams. But TJ's dreams are actually, like, on point. They keep you entertained. My dreams are not on point. My dreams are, like... Except for certain aspects of them. Like me falling in love with somebody that I don't know who they are. Never met this person in my goddamn life at all. And apparently we're in love. I walk away for five seconds. Come back. Hey, come with me. Some random guy or some random girl is like, hey, come with me. Let's go back to your childhood church where there's clearly repressed memories happening there. And then we'll go in there and it just goes fucking all over the place from there. Jesus. Yeah. Messed up stuff. (laughs) Well, and what's interesting too is like um like i was talking about like the dreams i had when i my sleep apnea was getting bad compared to when now it's kind of in check Uh. i um before i got my machine but i knew i had sleep apnea and basically for those of you who are not aware of what sleep apnea is basically it's slapnea for sure yeah slapnea um you basically stop breathing in your sleep yep 
So you can easily die from it. Isn't it your tongue falls back kind of into things. your yeah, throat yeah. and yeah. kind of blocks the kind airways? Because you have someone who snores really badly. Yeah. They most likely have sleep apnea. Yes. Um, so and and not to be rude to TJ, I'm not trying to offend him because we are taking Dubai, but it is also a lot of the time, not all the time. People. It is definitely people, yeah. it is well, attributed to being overweight. Yeah. And what's interesting is you know our board there, the dare bear. Yeah, he, yeah. He has sleep apnea. He has slapnea. Yeah, he has slapnea. He now looks like, like somebody who has slapnea. Yeah, he make, makes sense. He also has ligma. Lig like what? No ligma. Ligma what? Ha, I'm not saying that on this. This is a serious, this is a episode. serious program. But what's interesting is when I was diagnosed with a Bidenevine machine, it was like I knew I could die. So I kept having dreams of... Kind of a daredevil there, yeah. Yeah, right? I'm living life on the well, edge. Dude, I lived like that for like... I'm on the edge like the first, of living. One of the first nights that Sam... Like and I slept in the same bed. Like the next after a couple of weeks or whatever, she woke up the one she day went and deaf. she was like, "Well, that too." But <laughs> she woke up and she was like, "You stop breathing in your sleep." I'm like, "What?" She's like, "You literally don't like," <gasps> and then that's it. And then she'll kind of go, "What the fuck?" Then <gasps> it's like, it's like <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. I mean, no, no, no. If that yeah. ever happened to me and I was sleeping in the bed with somebody who did that, I'd be like, "Wait the fuck up! You're going to a yeah. fucking doctor right now. Yeah. You do not get to sound like an elephant at two in the morning. That is four yeah. in the morning shenanigans stuff." Yeah. So she basically put up with it for like five and a half years. Well, she's a fucking years. trooper, or she's completely yeah. insane. She's a trooper. She is a trooper. She's an insane trooper. Because I like doctors, right? Get so. her to a medical tent. Stat. She's an insane trooper. <laughs> but um, I mean, she is marrying me, so anyway. Anyway. Anyways, moving on. So I'd have this one night it happened where I basically witnessed myself die from sleep apnea, and slapnea, slapnea, and then witnessed the after effect, and I would be watching this happen. I hate I experiences. Me, I watched me die. This is when I how I knew I was like, okay, I need to You hit that third person yeah, button in yeah. your dreamscape. And I was never watching, hit the third yeah. person button. It is terrifying. I'll get to that after, but go ahead. And I was watch I watched myself die. Like I watched my <gasps> and then because I had one instant where um the only time this ever happened where I I got physically fully woken up. From my sleep apnea. It only has happened to me a few times because using mm -hmm. my body just wakes itself up. It kind of subconsciously. Mm -hmm. But it woke me up and I went. <gasps> and I couldn't, literally could not breathe. Like I was literally choking. Yikes. And I was awake. I was fully awake. And I was. <gasps> and it was probably at least uh, maybe 11 to 12 seconds where I literally could not breathe. And I was sleeping in our spare Were room. Were you sleeping in the bottom of a pool by any chance? No. Okay. I was in a bed I'm not usually sleeping in. Oh, there you go. So that was why. But And I didn't have my head propped up properly and stuff. And I didn't mm -hmm. have my machine at the time either. Mm -hmm. So there's a wall right behind me. And Sam was on the other side of that wall because we were working really fucking weird hours. Mm -hmm. So I would sleep in the spare room sometimes just to make sure she got some sleep until I got my machine. And I was literally about to start slamming on the wall because I literally was like, I'm about to die. I started, I started literally getting lightheaded because I couldn't breathe. Wow. And I ended up going like, uh, 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 like I got the air, I was able to breathe. Yeah. Even, I can't even breathe through my nose or anything, right? So anyway. You, yeah. So I think for that, I'm not 100% sure, but maybe 
I don't want to say anything and people are like, oh, Kaz is a medical doctor. Good for him. No. He thinks he knows everything. But I think in those instances too, even if you were to ever, not that you would ever sleep without your machine now, but mm. if you were, I'm pretty sure like, instead of trying to inhale in those instances, always yeah, ex- exhale, exhale, always exhale, yeah. right? Like, I mean, just get whatever, because it could be something blocking and you're going to go, <gasps> and you're inhaling it and you're just bringing it farther it in. If you just go <laughs> like that and you try and yeah. cough it out, then you'll be able to breathe. And that's what which my is, doctor said I need to do. To yeah, which is what happens. I would think to do. Because that happened to me one night where like I woke up gasping for breath. And I don't know why. I was, it just kind of happened one night. It happened sometimes. And I remember I was trying to breathe in. And I just was like, I took one breath and I couldn't. And it was almost like something was stuck in my throat. But there wasn't. And I just went, huh, like that. And immediately started like breathing again. It was just. That's an apnea. Yeah. That's a um, constructed airway apnea. That's hmm. what it's called. So I'm so, fucked up too. Pretty much. I have slapnea. Slapnea. But what's- slapnea, ligma. Spiralysis. But what's really like this interesting, this kind of end off the whole like sleep apnea thing is when, so I would watch this happen. I'd like, I'd be at my own funeral. I'd watch, but it wasn't necessarily (laughs) that that fucked with me. That got dark. It was really fucking dark. And don't get me wrong, I don't have dreams like this all the time. This was a, these were rare instances. Yeah. Generally, my dreams are very positive and ice cream, rainbows, unicorns. I eat a lot of cheeseburgers. It's a it's a great time. I'm skinny. Power bottoms. Huge dick. It's great. You know. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and this one, what would really freak me out? It wasn't necessarily the whole like me watching my own funeral and stuff. Because like my funerals were always beautiful. You know, everyone had a lot of G. nice G. things Hotto to say about me. was a great friend. Me. He didn't always know how to. You know, finish, but wow, he could really start something. <laughs> he could really start something. <laughs> that's me at your that's funeral. That's actually by the, the way. best analogy I've ever heard of me. Um, but no, but it was also oh, buddy, that one's I, also sexual. I finish every time. <laughs> he didn't always know how to finish, but man, could he start stuff? <laughs> that's my really, eulogy. That's, it. that's my that's your that's eulogy my eulogy for, for you. I'll just come up with a bunch of puns. Yeah, you know, he always wanted to be, you know. What was it? What is it? You know, TJ might have come from a small town, but for a big guy, you know, he had big dreams, but, uh, you know, he never really took any action on that. So his dreams so, uh, that were seeming you know, big were actually kind of small, you know? I'll just, I'll have my voice crackling and they'll be like, who is this guy? Who the fuck are you? Why are you talking shit about him? No, but so it wasn't necessarily that. It was the aftermath. Like oh, I okay. would like skip ahead by a couple weeks <laughs> and I would like watch You're just everybody. like this overhead Lord watching a diorama, hit the fast forward button, like on the Sims. Pretty much dude. Pretty much. And I would like, I'd like, I'd like check in on people. Mm-hmm. I'd like check in on like. You and like my friends and like you guys. Maybe be, you were actually you dead then. Fine. Maybe you were dead. Like, maybe I was. Maybe this is a different universe. You who's ghosting yeah. people, literally maybe. ghosting people. Maybe. And like I like, but like it was always like I'd like check in on like Sam and like you know she'd be like and Sam's having husband. financial trouble oh, and like all sorry. this shit just like you know didn't but, mean to hit home with that one. You're like fuck you, Cass. new husband. Sam's new I, husband. I would want her to remarry and stuff. You know, I want to be alone. Anyway, I would never want this. my significant other to remarry. No, I'm the last straw. So, I'm the final what, straw. What was fucked is I. So I got my machine and everything is great. And they said to me, "You're you might have some really weird dreams because basically your your brain wasn't getting enough oxygen. Now it's going to get enough oxygen. So your brain's going to be working overtime. Hmm. So like expect some really fucked up shit to happen in your dreams." And they actually said that, like, be aware of sleep paralysis. Because apparently sleep paralysis with sleep Did apnea... Did they say be aware or beware? Beware of sleep paralysis. Okay. Just, just, and be just grammar nazi yeah. you right there. And they were like, basically sleep... They explained to me that sleep paralysis 
with a sleep apnea mask is apparently the worst. I can imagine. Because... Because you feel like you're suffocating. But you would basically, like, be Bane having sleep paralysis. Like, oh, hello there. Batman, help me. You're going down, buddy. (laughs) That would literally be what it would be like. Yeah. That's how I would picture it. It would literally just be you, you potentially be Bane, and Batman would be the demon standing over top. You'd be like... You're not the villain this city needs, but you're the villain that they're never going to get. And he's just like, no, please help Please, me. no. But it wasn't until... I didn't have any weird dreams or anything. Everything was fine. I had dreams that were bizarre, but they weren't like scary or weird or anything. And it wasn't until... This was um, probably like about two months ago. Two and months I haven't talked about this... I haven't really talked about this in the podcast, but it really fucked me up. Like it, it, it has changed my life genuinely because it fucked me up. Yeah, just like my sex stream from a couple months ago. <laughs> and Twilight basically, time. what had happened was I, I had a dream that was completely normal. I didn't know I was dreaming. I love how we just glossed over my sex dream thing. You were just like, ha ha, yeah, okay. Fuck no. Off. Shut the fuck up. This is supposed to be kind of a freaky, like... No, I know. Just go ahead. No, I'm just joking. Um, people are people are like, okay, what was the sex dream about? Tell well, us, tell and, us, tell us. No, is, I'm not going to. I, I dropped the bomb earlier about like the most fucked up dream I ever had and like, I literally, like, I tried to write an album about it. Really? Brandon knows about it, and it's wow. like the most fucking. But anyway, maybe cut my life up. into pieces. This is my last. Ri- no, I'm just joking. Um, that was your song, wasn't it? No, oh. no, it wasn't even remotely my song. Oh, and shout um, <laughs> so to Brandon; he knows all about it. And oh, okay. um, basically, it was this dream where it was like a normal Tuesday. Went Uh-oh. went to work. Uh oh. Interacted with everybody. Everything was perfectly fine. Everything's great. It felt real. I didn't know, for the first time in my life. I truly did not know. I, I didn't figure out I was dreaming. Even if there's terrifying. times where I don't feel like I'm dreaming, about halfway through the dream, I'll figure it out. That's yeah, when yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Like, it was like, you know, 6 o'clock, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And um, shout outs to uh, the one manager. Um, we'll call him uh, uh, John. He, uh, John for Johnson. Um, he, as he was leaving, he says, hey, man, can you do me a favor? I said, yeah, sure. What's up? He says, can you go over... Um, do the brand that I work at. You're not even doing justice on his voice, but continue. Uh, hey, man, so... No, uh, still terrible. You... Okay, here, I'll do it. <clears throat> TJ, can you uh, go over to the brand that we can't say because it's copyrighted in the stream? Uh, okay, go ahead. And can you go up and there's this, this vent. Can you like take, clean this vent for me? Right. No worries, man. Do it all the time. So this particular brand is closed overnight. There's no one over there. Hmm. So I went over there, as I've done a hundred times before. Went over, got my ladder, tall ladder, go up the ladder. I'm cleaning this vent. Then all of a sudden, I have pain in my left arm. Would you say you were venting? Yes, I was venting. And I had pain in my left arm. Oh, oh, that's weird. And then I proceeded to fall off the ladder and have a heart attack. And... I died like it was me this like, I was in my own body while this was happening hmm. I felt the pain I went ooh like I must have done something to it and I reached up to keep doing what I was doing then I went oh my god my heart and I felt my heart stop 
I fell off the ladder onto my back, tried to roll over to crawl to my phone that was sitting on the other side of the room to call someone. Literally didn't make it because like I, my body just shut down and I laid there for about an hour dying. Like just, I was dying. My, literally my fingers were turning blue. I was witnessed this all happening. And I couldn't, like I couldn't move. I couldn't reach my phone. And I was screaming, but like no one was around. The other people on the other side of the building. So I then just closed my eyes and I was like, that was it. And then that's when I realized it was a dream because then like I opened my eyes and I was looking down on myself and I went, okay, this is a dream. Thank fucking God this is a dream. And then I witnessed someone who works there who was always there early in the morning walking in and finding me dead on the floor. And then the aftermath, which is always the same. And I woke up from that dream. I woke up in the morning and Sam was out in the living room because she's working nights. I walked over to her and I literally like fell into her lap, bawling my eyes out. She was like, what the fuck? And I was like... Mm. I, I, I was just like I, I, I'd never experienced anything like that before in my life and it freaked me out so much that like I started going back to the gym the next day and I was like okay no more triple bacon cheeseburgers no more and I was like at the end of the day it was just something that I think subconsciously I was trying to do to scare myself straight maybe because I yeah. was like this very well could happen to me it's Is interesting that, but then it was the same time I think it was me kind of saying that I'm not comfortable doing stuff like that at night when there's no one else around because something like that could it easily could happen. Oh yeah. So I'm like, fuck, and it's also like the whole like you know, dying like not no being able to like I, I some people someone was saying to me they're like, you're the kind of person who you like to like help people and stuff, but then at the end of the day, will anyone help you if you really need it? No. And I was like, the answer is fuck. no. The answer is no. Well, I mean, it doesn't I, matter how much effort you put into this life. The effort you put in, you're Everyone never gonna get shits back. On you. You're never gonna get back, Morty. Well, the thing, and also, I was like, it's not. I always have my phone on me at all times. Uh-oh. That's true. And also, like, you know, what's creepy too is like, there's all like dreams like that. Like, that's a creepy one because you're gonna wake up from that, and that like, I don't know what it does. It's almost like it psychologically just like hits you for that day. It really affects oh, your it whole fucks day. Me up that whole day. Like, man. I've had days where I've robbed banks in my dreams, and I'll wake up and I'm like, I'm still in panic mode for a good ten minutes. Where I'm like, holy shit! Like, I think I'm going Did to. Did I rob that bank? I th- like I think I'm going to jail, or you know, or like I'll like I'll be I'll fall off a cliff, but I'll wake up as I'm falling off the cliff. You know how that happens, where yeah. you're like you're about to die and you just wake up. Yeah, yeah like I've had that happen. Like I've had it where I'm in a car accident and just as we're about to hit that car, it's just like boom, I wake up and I'm like, holy jumping, jumping Jiminy's. That was crazy. And the worst dreams I have is when I eat spicy food. Yeah, yeah. And then I go to bed. I have the worst fucking dreams. I dreams that I shit myself. <laughs> They're no. so bad. Those dreams yeah. are the worst dreams. Well, it's, it's well known that if you do that, you're... You're a cocksucker. Oh, that could have gone... No, I'm just checking. No, if you eat spicy food before bed, you're going to die. Just remember that. You're, spicy you're going to actually die. Spicy food is not good to eat. That's a spicy food like lover that I am. Don't do it. Man. It's not it's, worth it. It's so hard. Like, yeah, it's just, you know, before you go to bed, drink some water. And that way, if you get into a real pickle in your dream and you know things are starting to go wrong, yeah, it'll, it'll be because you have to pee, not because you ate a bunch of spicy food. That's the one thing I have trained my body to do, actually, just on that topic with dreaming. I will try and drink at least like like half a liter of water before I go to bed, right? Just because like I know like if I'm going to have a bad dream, it's going to be because I have to go to the bathroom. That's how I was like trained as a kid. Like My parents were like, if you're having a nightmare, it's probably because you have to go to the bathroom. 
So, that's actually really good. No, I never would have. Yeah, sex is not bad. So that's why your body tries to wake you up, right? So it'll do whatever it can. So it'll take all your deepest, darkest fears because it's fucked up. Your body, your mind's completely fucking with you, and it's just like oh, the human brain is fucked, dude. Your brain's just like, hey, you know what? You have to pee. You have to pee. Hello. So here's a demon that's gonna. You know kill what? You. Here you go. Here's that ass raping demon that you once thought of when <laughs> you were in grade school. Demon. And you're like, fuck. With the three decks. It's like, no. No. Why would I think of this ever? I'm not. I'm. Sh- I'm not even homosexual. Not that there's anything wrong with homosexual demons. And the demon's like, damn right there's not. Now I'm gonna fuck you. I am offended. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So the dreams. The dreams. Conc- and the the takeaway from this: and- the dreams. Your the human mind is fucked up place. The world is a sick and chaotic place. And, Get out while you still can. And you've been listening to Time for a Tangent featuring Pamela <laughs> Jones and TJ Hotter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate you talking with me about this today because it's uh Yeah, man. I think it's, it was just, we, you you went off on it and I was like, fuck this. We're doing a harder show. It was an interesting care. concept to talk it about. It was. It was really interesting to get it all. And like now I'm not going to sleep tonight. You'll be okay. No. Just put on a podcast and... You know. My biggest nightmare is auditors. Mine's authors. Anyway. Mine's authors like J.K. Rowling. I hate J.K. Rowling. No. Anyway. J.K. <laughs> ah. I just hate Rowling. Oh well. Anyways, alright guys. Well, uh, Kaz, thank you again, my man, for coming on. Appreciate it. And, oh, thank uh, you for coming on. We will talk. This to was you. my show. Yeah, that I was helping. That you host. co-hosted on. Okay. That's yeah, cool. yeah. This was my idea. This is my house, and this is my courtroom. <laughs> all right. Say bye, Kaz. All right. Last word. All right, gang. There you have it. My kind of sleep paralysis and nightmare dream talk with Mr. Casado Jones. Hope that you guys enjoyed it. It was definitely a different one here for us here on the show. I'd never really dove that far into my uh, my past with really freaky dreams and nightmares and stuff before on the show. I don't think anyway if I have. So it was definitely different. And uh, thank you, Cas, for sharing your journeys with sleep paralysis and things of that nature. Hopefully. Uh, some things he said, if you're someone who maybe suffers from sleep paralysis, once in a blue moon, maybe some of his techniques he has will help you out. And, um, you know, I, I do check in on him <laughs> once in a while about it now because I'm like, hey, man, like you're doing all right, you know, but uh, unfortunately, it's one of those things you just kind of learn to live with, I guess. It's getting a little better for him, apparently, though, the last time because we did record this a couple weeks ago since he's been talking about it. Now, I guess he, he kind of it's a little more subconsciously he's able to. Not control, but he's able to get out of it a little quicker. So I'm glad I was able to maybe provide some kind of a cathartic, uh, you know, experience for him with this episode. And it was definitely a lot of fun and very different. So I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this. I hope you enjoyed this. If you do, be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a like, leave a comment, share it with all your friends. I seriously appreciate it. You know, we're always looking to grow this show and we're always looking for guests and cool topics and things of that nature. So. If you uh, would maybe like to be a part of the show or come on the show or you have a topic you want me to talk about, be sure to as well hit me up on the social media. Of course, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all under The Harder Show, as well as you can hit me up on the website, podbeardnetwork.com forward slash The Harder Show. And as well, of course, we do also have the email, which is thehardershow at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the rest of the great content on Podbeard Network. We are a podcast slash, uh, well, say a multimedia network. And we're always growing. We've got a couple great podcasts and as well as a couple great uh, videos slash streamers. And, uh, you know, we're always looking for new content. So if you're someone who maybe would like to be a part of it, be sure to hit me up or hit Poverty Network up, um, of course, on the website, PobertyNetwork.com, or as well as uh, the email, Network 
at gmail.com. If you would like to maybe get involved or something, you know, we're always looking for cool content. You know, we won't just take anybody, <laughs> you know, but uh, I have had some pretty interesting people in the past contact me to be a part of the network. And I'm just like, uh, you know, with all due respect, you're not really, you know, what, what we're looking for at the time. But, uh, you know, we're always looking for people who work hard and, you know, who want to help build the brand and who want to be part of that and who are, you know, dedicated to their craft mostly is what I'm looking for at this point. But uh, that all being said, you know, I appreciate the hell out of the support, guys. As I said, I'm one of the popular networks. So thank you very much. Regardless of how you listen to this, if you're listening here on the SoundCloud or the or iTunes or CastBox or Stitcher or however the hell you listen, thank you very much for doing so. Be sure to subscribe however you are on one more time. And, of course, before I go, I want to give a big shout-out to my Patreon supporter, uh, Mr. John Ward. I seriously appreciate the support of my brother. You know, I love you. And uh, if you guys would like to support the show a little more than just listening and then subscribing, you can hit up the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash the harder show. We have three different tiers that you can join up. We have a $1, $3, and $5, all with varying uh, prizes, I guess we'll call them. And, you know, any little bit helps. That dollar helps, that $3 helps, and that $5 helps, you know. It's, uh, it's a really cool thing. And I'm hoping I can grow it more if I get some more people involved with it. It was something people actually asked me to do. You know, people would say, well, how can I like financially support your show? And it's like, aside from buying t-shirts and stuff, which by the way, uh, if you would like a t-shirt at any point, be sure to hit me up. I can maybe get a pre-order going for them. You know, they said, how can I like financially support you and support you more than just listening? And so this is how patreon.com forward slash the harder show. Check it out. Seriously appreciate it. It is of course, totally optional. You know, I, I would never expect to make a living off this podcast or anything like that. It's just to help kind of cover the cost associated with the show. That's all I'm looking to do at this point. And then, you know, from there, if I can get a little more financial uh, aid from my wonderful uh, listenership, then that means I can, you know, upgrade this computer and, you know, upgrade some of my equipment and stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, right now I'm really looking at having to do a big computer upgrade soon. Because unfortunately, my trusty uh, my trusty laptop is uh, she's seen better days, so I think I might need to do an upgrade. Uh, unfortunately, sooner rather than later, so I don't get stuck without a laptop. But uh, anyway, that's a story for another day. I've rambled on enough. Thank you guys very much again for listening into today's episode. I hope you have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next time on the Harder Show. Take it easy, guys. And of course, if I don't get to talk to you guys again until afterwards, Happy Halloween. Ha ha ha!